0: Hey there travelers, welcome back to the end of the 7th Diasse, or what's left to it. I feel like we're a damn pavilion at this point. There's a lot of people coming through here, just setting up tents and, well, not a lot we can do. Hell, I haven't left the Inn in a couple weeks now. Pretty much here, constantly making meals, constantly taking care of things. We've had some people try to steal stuff, we've had nobles come in, try to offer us riches untold to allow them to go through the portal first. We actually did let a group of nobles go through, but we did 100% watch them get eaten by some pretty crazy creatures on the other side of there, so we've decided to stop letting the rich go through, I guess. But, I want not you go over there and uh, talk to Wingover.
1: Oh, hey there, travelers. It's me, Wingover Gimble, famous, known, bad, and portal professional things have been going pretty good. I heard Michael tell you that we lost a group of nobles. We also sent in a group of soldiers and we sent in the Battle Barbs people and we haven't heard back from any of them which is pretty rough. So the war, the big battle, it's it's still going on but we managed to call a few people back to try to help us out. Uh, So we are sending in the ultimate professional for going into random worlds to fight against unknown creatures, or at least run away if they can, Diana of the Silver Shield. Welcome, Diana.
0: Thank you, Wingover. I hope that I can figure out something that's going on over there. There's obviously a couple creatures that are picking us off. What I'm guessing is that they've probably now set up a bit of an area for themselves, and they're just waiting at the portal to see what food is coming through next. So, try to go through there with a few other people, kill them off, and see what we can manage.
1: That sounds great to me. Uh, As we're doing with all our guests that are coming through here, could you please read this pamphlet?
0: Uh... Sure, head on over to BattleBards.com for amazing music and sound effects, such as the March of the Dead, or even Sounds of War, much like what you hear on Out of the Seven Dice. Head on over to Battlebard to enhance your table at home. Is that good?
1: Perfect. Oh, yes, it's good. All right, Diana, best of luck. We'll see you when we see you. Do be careful. All right, travelers, with Diana, well, through that portal now, we're just more or less playing a waiting game, so let's check in with Deathshift and see how they're faring against Father Matthews, a.k.a. the ghoulish one. Hopefully they can take care of this foe, because if they do not, There is no way they can stop Dorum. I bring to you the War for Existence Part 3.
2: Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and
3: Chosen of Yetifa.
4: Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon Dwarven Cleric, and Chosen of Time.
3: I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard, and Chosen of Chaos. Hey,
5: I'm Robert, and I'm playing Emzy, the Yankee Ranger,
6: and in- Chosen Whoa. Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer. The Chosen of Machines.
1: Previously on Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes had made it into the Ivory Tower and went all the way to the top. There, they began fighting against Father Matthews, aka the Ghoulish One. As the battle was quite grueling, they managed to inflict enough damage that finally, the flesh suit of Solomon Matthews was no more, it could no longer hold the creature erupting into a fountain of gore. Suddenly, there was a creature in front of them, gigantic, purplish-grayish skin, hands ending in claws and a face that gave nightmares to even the most hardy of adventurers. They now faced off against the true form of the ghoulish one. This creature creature now stands stands looking looking at at everyone. everyone. I I want want everyone to to re-roll their initiative. Eighteen.
2: Thirteen.
4: Warden is nineteen, and the eco is
5: twelve.
3: Twenty-two. Critical
7: miss. Ooh, all right. So we start
5: off with Hensie. I'm actually going to um, drink uh, one of the uh, superior health potions that I have.
6: Good idea.
7: Thirty-three. So that is the best cherry drink you've ever <laughs> had, as you just feel this energy just bursts through you. You watch as like the handmark kind of fades on your arm. It's still there, but you're feeling a lot better. And so the potion was a free action, so you're all good.
5: Oh, nice. I am going to do what I do. Let's fucking charge them. All right. Ah, uh, fuck. First one misses. Oh, fuck sakes. I rolled a two, and then I rolled a one.
7: Ooh. So the one was with your blade of blood, right?
5: Yeah, it would be. I'm trying to get the most hits in with that other blade.
7: Okay. You swing in with this rapier, and his massive form, he almost just bats it aside, as you just you're, you were used to fighting when he was smaller, so you're just trying to get used to this new one, and you step down on this piece of ghoul <laughs> that has been remained from the one of the orbs, and your foot slips on it, and you are falling down to the ground. And I'll give him an attack of opportunity on you. Oh, that is a hit. So you take 26 points of damage as you go and you slip and he sees this and he reacts unnaturally fast. And in this lightning of a blur, Kelsar, you watch as he takes Enzi's head as it's midair and just slams it into the ground.
2: Oh my! And then lifts his hand back up. I'm standing there still in shock at the horror that's in front of me. It just shook.
0: It feels so good
7: be free. And now it's the ghoulish one's turn. <laughs> you released me from my prison.
4: First, he takes a speed garden's damage. So, could you please...
7: Yeah, I got 18 on the dice. So, he got a 28. So, he still takes half damage, though. He's punching, you know, this this love-hate or and then, like, it's just slamming into his body. And he's just, like, he's in such joy. You see, like, there's such elated on his face like he's, as he's swinging his arms around. You freed me. You brought me into this realm. Now, now I can test your might. Are you going to do it, Death Ship? Are you going to save the multiverse, or are you going to die? And he goes to swing at Kelsar. Kelsar, the first swing comes in, and you barely raise your shield in time as it clangs off, and you feel this vibration through your arm. And then as you're, like, just blearily trying to look around, the other claw comes in, slamming into you, and you take 21 points of damage and he looks down at mz and he like crouches down almost like spider-like right near mz and mz you look up as this massive head is above you this huge grin these serrated teeth and he just bites down on you mz you take 27 points of damage as he rattles around your body like it's a dog with a toy, and then lets go and just lets you, like, fall down to the ground as your blood just starts pooling down. Jesus fucking Christ almighty. And he cracks uh, all his body as he's, like, standing and stretching to his full might, and he just slowly turns his head like an owl. It just turns all the way around as he looks at the rest of you and smiles. And we go from the Monstar to Borodon. So Lucas,
4: it's I won't do this mm-hmm. like this turn, but does teleport like is it does it belong to like the realm of you know can, like can I cast teleport? Is it like a time magic thing? On Final Fantasy Tactics, it is.
7: Yeah, I, I understand the, the ways of Final oh, Fantasy no. Tactics even with being all juiced up you can try to put him in a different time
4: i don't want to put him on a different time
7: but like that's you wouldn't be able to just teleport him you could
4: i want to teleport the orbs inside of him so there there is nothing Mm -hmm. that wrecks more havoc than something inside of you it doesn't matter, like, you know, it's your tail. That's uh, Guardians
7: of the Galaxy 2, you know? they taught us. Weaker on the inside. <laughs> some Ant-Man's plot. I can't say with with time you wouldn't... Because time would have to then bring in the assumption that these, these orbs moved during that time. And at the moment, they're stationary. So, I don't think you would be able to use time magic to move the orbs.
4: I mean, it's just teleporting them to somewhere else. It's not like... Okay, so...
7: I don't think uh, like you could use your time ability to manipulate is what I'm saying. There's someone else in here that has powers that you can talk to.
4: Did you mean Rony?
3: I don't know if I can move... Well, I guess. I try and combine, combine strength.
4: But I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to cast heal uh, on Kelsar. So he heals uh, 70 points of, like, 70 hit points. Holy Um fuck. It also ends blindness, deafness, and any diseases affecting the character. Uh, as my bonus action. So I cast a spiritual weapon on a fourth level. So it's actually now a uh, 3 8
7: Roll to hit with it i got 20. yeah we'll say these things can critical because why not it's weapon roll some percentile
4: so i got 20. all
7: right so just times your times your damage by two
4: 32 damage
7: this blade slices right into the ghoulish one and he just wasn't expecting it the spiritual weapon just appears piercing into him he howls out in pain Everyone make me a constitution saving throw.
4: Oh, here comes the bullshit.
7: You know, it's just called attacks. Because if he had one attack that you all (laughs) wail on him for 30 minutes, then he strikes once. I got a 19. 18.
4: 26.
3: (laughs) 13.
7: All right, so Ronnie and Kelsar. So everyone takes 10 points of damage. And Ronnie and Kelsar, you are deafened for four turns.
4: Iku is, is also there, right?
7: Oh yeah, make a saving throw for them.
4: So I got twenty-two.
7: All right, so it just takes ten points of damage. Kelsar and Ronnie, your ears are ringing. You can't hear anything. It is that scene from Saving Private Ryan, like you're you feel dazed. It's just like this constant whee sound for the next four rounds if anyone tries to speak to you or direct you or anything like that you have to make a perception check to see if they're pointing at anything but you can't hear anything that's going on from bordon it goes to kelsar
1: kelsar cast lesser restoration
7: so you can suddenly hear everything again Elsa uses Radiant Burst. So this energy just blasts into him, and you see he is moving at these these unnatural speeds. It's almost like a blur as he's dodging through like these blasts that you're sending down, but a few of them clip him in the shoulder, clip him on the side. As you see, it's just burning his flesh right off, and his smile is growing even larger if it was possible. He's like... Looks like I'm going
5: to have to rip those wings off you
6: next. It goes to Draxir. I'm going to cast a third level branding smite with my bonus action. Okay. And I'm going to throw a couple of tridents at the ghoulish one. One is a 27 to hit, and one is a 25 to hit. Both hit. Oh, yeah. So those are going to do uh, 10 and 8 piercing, respectively. and using the arcane jolt will heal Kalsor. for, oh that's a big roll 15 HP so you just hurl
7: your trident (laughs) and it's like sailing back and forth as you're like spinning and throwing it again as this electricity just arcs across directly hitting into Kelsar. and as always it's weird when he gets electrocuted he feels better (laughs) And then, oh, I got to roll branding
6: smite damage also. I almost forgot. So I rolled almost max damage on that too.
7: 17 fire damage. So this this fire just like washes over him and he looks annoyed your way and looks back at Kalsar and Enzi as the ghoulish one is radiating this sickly light. Because yeah, even though it's like a, a normal light that you would have normally cast off just because it's in his radius, it's just like you see this corruption just emanating from him. It goes from Draxir to Iku.
4: Lucas, uh, there's... I also uh, fucked up because Planner Ally it's not... Uh, it does not require concentration but Conjure uh, like Celestia it does. So does mm. um... Beauty Guardians.
7: Which one would you like to keep? Basically uh, I'll let, I will let. will say just because you had Doomathorne's power in you, you were... You're balancing the two as a way to retcon that, but we'll say right now it's beginning to be too much. So which one would you like to keep? I'll keep
4: uh, Conjure Celestia, because it's so much stronger, right?
7: Okay, so the you see your spirit guardian just disappear, this twinkling, shimmering in the air.
4: And it flips the bird.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I make Yuku uh, like transform into a werebear. Where, sorry, where bore? Not the werebear, bear. Where
7: She transforms into this large were bore. It looks just like from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's ready, <laughs> ready to bro down.
4: Was it? Was it called like Bebop? Or yeah, Bebop or... and
7: Rocksteady. I don't know which one's which. Rocksteady's the Rhino. Bebop's the bull boar. So we have Bebop. Thank you, Evan, for your Ninja Turtle knowledge. No <laughs> problem. She takes the turn to transform into this new form. And so you still have a movement if you want? Oh, that's fine. From uh, this werebore to Ronnie. Everyone's
6: still kind of
7: healed. Might as well just blow all
3: these inspiration points. I
6: wish I could give the ghoulish one like a tapeworm. That'd be a perfect target for Ronnie to like swap things. Mmm. Bordon, were
3: you still gonna try and get that orb inside him? I think like it just evaporated
4: like the ghoul, right? It's probably pretty strong.
3: Probably pretty strong. Yeah. I'd have to just run and jump into it and then swap places and try and ram him into it. Yeah.
4: It keeps the momentum, right?
3: That's
7: what we've decided. Yep, we've we've determined that it does, yeah. Because he's he's done it to a number of creatures.
3: Yeah, so maybe I'll try and do that first. I'm gonna take bonus action, and I'm gonna
7: give maybe I'll give Borodon inspiration. Borodon, on a roll, you get to add an extra D10 to hit or use the one of your spells or something like that. Oh, cool. I I think I actually want to get him by the river.
3: So that seems like it'd be more useful for Borodon. I was gonna pick one of these two orbs, so I'm gonna to run to the to the left here. Okay. And try and do that, and then. Swap-y swap.
7: So I rolled a 1 with the ghoulish one. So you run, Ronnie. Uh, the ghoulish one normally has a lot of defenses against these kind of things, uh, especially with you being from the realm of chaos. You jump towards this orb, and just almost when you crashed into it, you quickly warp between, and then the ghoulish one is like hurtling face forward as you stumble down into the ground near MZ and Kelsar. And the ghoulish one hits into this orb, shrieks out this flash of white, emanates. You see there's this solid chunk missing out of the ghoulish one's side. You how dare you And then he looks uh, at what's closest to him as he's looking down at Drax here and Bordon. And it goes to Emzy. Drink my last superior
5: Ocean quickly. I have. I still have that supreme.
7: A little bit of that sweet sour cream in there. <laughs> yeah. You uh, feel 25 hit points coming back into that body of yours. So you brush the dirt off your face and everything. What would you like to do?
5: I'll attack him. Charge. All right. 28. that's It. 22. Mm-hmm. And then 26.
7: All right, those are all hits.
5: That's 53 points of damage.
7: Shit. Nice. So you just dash across this field, uh, jumping over roots. You step into the stream and start swinging those blades, stabbing with the rapier, slashing with your blade of blood, and just stabbing into the ghoulish one as they shriek out in pain. And then it goes to their turn, so they are furious looking down at you and Draxir now, who's with you. So They start wailing down on you, MZ, as you've been the one bringing them the pain. So he goes, like, his neck almost extends a bit as he goes to, like, try to bite down at Draxir, and then he, like, shakes his head as he can't get through Draxir's armor. You have your arms up. It's basically all you can do is just prying this mouth off of you. And then he reaches out and slashes down at MZ or 52 points of damage. He's looking rough. Like he's he's looking pretty heavily damaged. Bordon and MZ, I need you both to give me either athletics or acrobatics.
4: 24. I got 19.
7: So he tries to grab on to you two. And you see he was trying to pick you off the ground. Like, your feet, like, kind of got, like, maybe half a foot off the ground as he was trying to grab on. But both of you managed to wiggle your way out, and you each only take 12 points of damage as he, like, pulls his hands away, just frustrated looking at all of you. And then it goes from his turn to Borodon.
4: Okay, so, can I roll back time and bring that orb back to to
2: (laughs) Mm, (laughs) where it
7: was. I like it. That's a good idea. (laughs) Roll your powers. And the DC for this is 22.
4: Oh, I got one.
7: All right. Well, you didn't fail by a lot, so nothing bad happens.
4: Yeah, but I lost my, my turn, right?
7: You have a bonus action still. It's like you're trying to grasp at time. And you almost had it. It was, like, almost flickering in. You could feel it, and it just slips through your fingers. Because this place, it just feels weird. Remember before, at the very beginning of the battle, I was telling you that it feels ancient. It feels so old. It's It's almost outside of everything you know. So you're... You're trying to reach through it. And I will give you a... Give me either a religion or an arcana check right now, Bordon.
4: I just got 32.
7: Jesus Christ. So when you stepped up to the top here, you left the material plane. You know that much. You knew already that you're kind of in this like pocket dimension. But now you realize that you weren't exactly in a pocket dimension. You're merely in... Like a node of the far realms. You're, where you are is starting to crumble away from everything that makes sense. And that's why you're having such a hard time pulling the Celestial in and trying to manipulate time. But you're, you're getting really close. You managed to actually pull in the Celestial. You're still managing to access these powers instead of just being powerless here. As you just assume, if Doomathun was still alive, you probably wouldn't have any powers here while you were here.
4: So he had to go.
7: So you're kind of like cluing in like, okay, that, like, I'm I'm not in the Material Realm anymore.
4: So what I'm going to do is I'm going to heal uh, MZ with the Ward. So I got, well, it's 19.
7: Hey, there you go. MZ, this isn't good for your heart, but you keep bouncing back to like, I'm going to make it, I'm not going to make it, I'm going to make it. It's <laughs> like, it's tiring. This is exhausting. <laughs>
4: And uh, now it's this beautiful weapon.
7: Uh, Yeah, it can move. So yeah, it it can make it over there.
4: So I got 24 to hit. That's a hit. So I got uh, 16.
7: All right. So you cut into the ghoulish one and they howl in pain. The ghoulish one is just like flailing around now. There's like this this yellowish blood is leaking down to everywhere. You see this stream is starting to turn uh, like a yellowish color before. Like it was a beautiful, crystal clean stream and now it seems to be just getting corrupted while the the ghoulish one stands over it and going from borodon it goes to kelsar but first i need everyone to make me another constitution saving throw oh i
2: got next 20
6: i got a 21 altogether
2: so i got
4: 24
6: i got a
5: 12
7: 27 so the only one affected by this is ronnie Everyone still takes 10 points of damage. But, Ronnie, you are... I think you were you were deafened before. So, it, it so just goes thing, yeah. for longer. From there, it is Kelsar's go. So, Kelsar, you are
2: in the air, flying way back. Okay, so I yell at Matthews. Hey, Matthews! I got something to tell you. What? You're not the only one that's wearing a second skin. And I transform into my full Nephilim form. What does that look like? His physical body looks completely black, but he radiates a brilliant light around him. Kind of like a a humanity soul, like humanity from Dark Souls, in a way. Yeah. That kind of of color. There it is. It's time for you to feel fear. The first time in your life. And I charge down towards him to stab him in the head. Okay, uh, roll to hit. Uh, 27. 27's a hit? And your second attack? 27 again.
7: <laughs> Alright, roll that damage.
6: So the first hit is 28.5, and the second one should be uh, 24.
7: Sweet. So you just rocket through the air. <laughs> just start attacking the ghoulish one as he's he's staying there in this river now. <laughs> And so he he has all these little gnats all around him. He's getting frustrated. He looks bloodied as hell. He's starting to look a little worried. And you see, he reaches into his mouth. He pulls out what, it just, it seems, he pulls out like his jaw. Like the, it has like the jaw bones, the teeth connected. And he slams it down onto the ground. I need everyone, including Kelsara, while you're up in the air. I need uh, everyone to make me Dexterity Saving Throw, as he is removing his bite ability.
2: I got an at 20! I did not pass, I got an 8.
5: 22.
7: I got 12. 18. Alright, so Bordon and Ronnie, you both take full damage, everyone else is taking half. What did Bebop and Utrid get? Utrid got. Uh, five. So I'll be full damage. So i just got nine. Okay, so everyone who failed takes 70 points of damage. 17? <laughs> 70. What? what type of damage is it? Uh, it is piercing.
4: Is it, like, magical?
7: Uh, yes. And everyone who succeeded takes 35. And it's, like, as he slammed and, like, he stomped on his teeth... In his jaw, you see, like, they just completely shatter into the ground. And then out of the ground, uh, and even, like, out of, like, the air, like, these teeth appeared and just, like, Mm. chomped onto each of you. But now you see, like, this blood is coming out of Matthew's mouth. He no longer has his bite attack. And, uh, he's glaring at all of you.
5: I'm, uh, unconscious.
7: MZ. So, MZ, you drop down to the ground. You fall into this yellowish stream. As you all see the the wildlife, like the greenery and everything is all starting to change into really strange colors. Like the trees are starting to go purple. The grass is starting to go like this neon orange as the whole environment just seems to be shifting and bored on you. You know this is happening because this realm, the longer you're in it, it the more it's getting like pulled into the far realms. That's not necessarily a dangerous thing. It's just things are just going to start getting weird. Is Bebop and Utrid still up?
4: Uh, Bebop is... It, it has, like, 7 HP.
7: Uhtrid is decommissioned. Alright, so we go Draxir.
6: Okay, I'm going to kneel down and put a hand on MZ's shoulder and cast Cure Wounds. Level 3. Nice.
7: Yeah, so that heals for 23. Alright, MZ, you breathe in and, like, you... you kind of, like, sputtering a bit because you're in this... Uh, this stream this water's flowing at you as you're you're once more back in the okay area. <laughs> what would like making him drink a
6: healing potion be?
7: Um that is generally considered an action. Okay. And you feed someone a potion. I guess that's my turn. So from Draxir it goes to Bebop. It has two attacks.
4: It has mole and tusk. So I got fifteen. That's a miss. So I got 22 on his next one. That's a hit. So I got the nine.
7: So Bebop charges up and just starts swinging and trying to gore. And uh, the first attack, it just doesn't manage to hit, but the the second one, it managed to to gore its tusks onto the ghoulish one. Roll a constitution saving throw for Bebop while they're up there.
4: So I got 22.
7: Okay, you're all right. So, yeah, you just gore, gore the ghoulish one, and then the ghoulish one just, like, kind of looks down annoyed at this creature, and it goes to Ronnie's turn.
3: So he's looking pretty rough now? Yeah. I'm going to be real risky, I guess. Oh, well, okay. I'm going... Yeah, you know what? I'll just run over. I'm going to use Lightning Bolt at 7th level.
7: Whoa! <laughs> Big damage. Shit! <laughs> For a saving throw, he got a... 28 so he takes half damage still
3: okay and uh, let me roll 12 d6s <laughs>
2: 36
3: uh, so half that 18 Ugh, not great
7: You electrocute this ghoulish one, and he just turns towards you. There's so much blood coming out of him, this yellowish blood. And now he's sizzling, and he's just looking at all of you, and just this sneers on his face.
5: You think this is enough to defeat Dorum? Show me what you
7: got. Emzy. what are you going to do? You are laying down in a stream. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh... <laughs> let yeah. The stream take you away. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, <I'll> log out.
5: <laughs> I'm going to attack him. All right, hook him up. 18. That's a miss. Uh, 20. That's a hit. Only one. Fuck. 20 points of damage.
7: So you are swinging wildly. You're so weary. You're barely standing on your feet. Your one last hit. You stab into his leg and rip it out your feet like shuffle a bit in the streams you're just trying to hold yourself up and he is also looking about in a similar state as he's looking at all of you I didn't think I'd have to use this one as you watch as he takes his claws and he cuts inside of his chest opening himself up much like he did to MZ in that inn at the very beginning
5: I was wondering where this fucking thing was
7: He opens himself up, and you see his, like, chest cavity and abdomen open into this massive, gaping maw. This tongue is flicking out, and he's going to attack Kelsar and Emsi in front of him. Shit.
5: Um, before my turn ends, is it too late for me to drink a health potion?
7: That's a free action, so I'll let you. Shit! 51! You might live now. (laughs) What? Is your hit point Kelsar and MZ?
2: 59.
7: 74. He goes to attack you, Kelsar, and UMZ. And he like lunges forward. This gaping Maw grabs the two of you. Oh, no. Pulling you inside of him. As he closes his arms around his chest. You it's slimy in here. The salivas, it drips down on you, you hear the sizzle on your armor you feel the sting on your skin and then these teeth start just biting into you inside of him you each take 65 points of damage as he's he's basically consuming you you just feel the blood being drained out of you you watch the those of you outside of him his legs and arms snap and crack and now he's in like this that spider like pose he was before His head, the the maw, starts opening up incredibly wide. This dark void is inside of it. He starts shaking and twitching as he's crawling towards all of you. You feel this energy is building up in this area. He is using Kelsar and MZ's connection to the Far Realm to do something, but you're not sure what. Borodon, you saw this happen, and you, you hear them inside, screaming you see this creature now is on all fours its mouth is opening and you see like the vacuum little bits of water droplets are starting to move up towards it rock sticks all that kind of stuff is starting to go inside as his mouth is continuing to elongate
4: all cast mask your wounds okay so everybody who's 23
7: nice so Kelsar, you breathe once more as you're being digested and you just see nothing but black and, like you could see MZ beside you struggling, you, like he looks rough, blood is everywhere his like carapace skin is cracked you see your hands are mangled like it, you are looking horrible. So, Do you have uh, another crazy bonus action or are you, are you tapped?
4: Now I'm going to use mess healing uh, word
5: I'll literally take two extra hit points right now.
4: Okay, okay, it's going to be more than two. Like, it's going to be at least six. So I got nine. Oh, everybody heals for nine.
7: <laughs> I'm pretty sure the two people inside there will take <laughs> uh, anything they can get. <laughs> the board on you are basically like a healing factory. You're just like <laughs> shooting out. All this positive energy. Your hands are moving. You're speaking like all these holy words as you're you're quickly casting all these spells. It's
4: the spiritual weapon turn now. So I got 24. So I dealt like nine points of damage.
7: So your spiritual weapon slices into Matthew's. And when it cuts a hole, it's almost like the same as his mouth. And now there's like a little hole there that's like dragging in stuff. But You do see like you did hurt him. But like now, you just see, like, that's it seems to be what's happening inside of him,
2: and it goes to Kelsar. Okay, so the hole he cut into him, can I see it high or low? Low, no, you cannot. Shit, okay, is it possible for me to like cut like a hole through him and then grab MZ and get out? You could try, you'd be
7: at a disadvantage because you're kind of trying to maneuver a sword while you're being compressed
2: could I um, expand my power to use like radiant energy to fight it back would that be a disadvantage as well Mm, I'd I'd let you you're trying to like burn him from the inside yes yeah yeah I'd let you do that okay so that'd be spellcaster then you got 19
7: so last time we said 3d8 plus your your charisma 16 damage so Matthews is lurching towards all of you this radiant light inside starts, like, peeking ah! through the slit in his chest. His head is twitching. His body is moving erratically. And you watch as his whole innards are vibrating, and he just explodes. There is guts and flesh. His head flies clear. Ah! And Calstar is there. He he's in this form still, radiating energy. Mz, you spill out onto the ground, coughing. You're covered in this digestive fluid, and you look at the Ghoulish One's corpse, and it is no more. You've killed the Ghoulish One.
3: Ah.
0: Ah. Ah. Ah.
2: I turn off my transformation, and I just sit there. And I get—I pick up MZ, and uh, get him up. I heal him. Is everyone all right? How's everyone?
4: I said barely.
6: I'm feeling quite fine. She <laughs> did it. I ended up on max health at the end of this battle. Wow, that's impressive.
2: We did it. We killed the ghoulish one. But I, I don't even feel happy about it or anything. It's...
4: Like, we, we have to hurry. Because we are, we are being... Like, how can I say that? Like it's, we're not being, like, teleported to the Far Realms, right?
7: No, it's more like this, this place was always in the Far Realms. It's just, in the Far Realms, how things go is the land constantly shifts. So, like, it'll constantly change. The only reason it was staying stable here is because Matthews was here, and he was making it stable. But basically, this land will just shift. It's not dangerous, necessarily. It's just, it's gonna get weird. Okay. That's all. So we're not
4: in an actual danger?
7: Yeah, you're not in danger. This area is fine. It's just, like, the colors are shifting. Maybe, like, one of the trees will, like, have a face on it for a moment, and then the face fades away. Maybe some of the water turns into, like... Mountain Dew. It's just, it's
2: super fucking
7: weird here. Like, everything doesn't make sense. Sometimes like, you you see a bird flying backward and it's inside out. Okay. There's
2: no time to waste, guys.
4: I need a rest first. A long rest.
0: Quintos, just like that. Just keep knocking them down as they're coming through. I'm pulling as many clones as I can out of my form, but I feel like I'm starting to feel rough. Uh, Don't you worry, we just have to hold this line. The supplies are right behind us. As long as we hold this for the rest of the day, I'm sure this war will be wrapped up.
7: Has anyone ever just wrapped up a war in a day?
5: I'd say no. No.
7: no. Well, you we don't have a lot of choice in
0: that matter. You just have to keep at it. Say, Sarkoff, I have a question for you. Ask away.
7: Your home was here, was it not?
0: different world. Well, how are you going to go home then? Yes, can't. The world's gone. I've failed to protect it. I've failed the mythos war and I've barely managed to get out of there alive. But, if that's the case, then what are you gonna do after all this is done? I don't really know why. I uh, might just <laughs> I might just do some research, uh, just really kind of dive into things. I, I don't know if I'm going to stay in this world. I hear there's a portal being opened up. If anything, though, I might just go to that, uh, the New Spar. If you're going to the New Spar, I'll go to You're in a singing mood now? Behind you. What? Oh! Oh, that smarts! <laughs> Oh, oh, that's going right through. It's not fatal, though. Not fatal. Can't hold my hammer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very well, then. We're going to have to take you off the front lines. Lucky you. Lucky, lucky you. I'll have to use my creation. What creation? I call it TI-444.
7: I kind of fucked up a lot of versions, but this one I'm feeling really confident about. Come on in, TI. I am ready to assist you, my friend. That's
0: right. I'm your
7: friend, your friendly
0: Quintos.
7: <laughs> now... Proceed to eliminate the ghouls around us and help my clones so we can pull Sargoth back behind the lines. Very well, my friend. But then, may I leave? Only after you're done your meal. You can't leave before you're done eating your vegetables. I understand. I will finish killing these creatures. And then I will go looking for my other friends think they might still be alive very well now
6: get out there
0: all righty sargoth let's take you back stop humming stop humming no no
1: here travelers because you know I could read things from this book or oh, what's going on we all heard Death Shift take out <laughs> take out the ghoulish one we honestly really thought they were dead Drexia didn't even really get much much that battle oh that was oh I'm so excited to oh they did it they actually did it now it's just going to face off against Doram hopefully they're not too late we've already lost quite a bit the wall is starting to come towards the shore. We may only have a few more days left, but see what we can manage. The portal itself is in a very steady way. Uh, we have heard back from Diana, so uh, Diana is setting up a bit of a strategy to try to take out these creatures on the other side. said so there's quite a bit of them out there, so we've uh, called back a few others to help out. But it looks like things are going well. There is still some bloodshed happening outside of the and the tower there the ivory tower but it things are things are turning our way this is exciting uh, all right travelers remember check out our patreon it helps us support the show it helps us buy music sound effects artwork pay for hosting upgrade equipment all that good stuff without that patreon honestly we wouldn't have the show we have today so all the help through the patreon helps us tremendously also head over there help us fight the war against the algorithm any review that you can give us is incredibly helpful, but remember, if it's less than five stars, it pretty much shoots us in the foot. So even if it's just like five stars, rad as hell. You can put that in there. That's great. Alright, travelers. I'm off to go, uh, well, go celebrate with everyone. I bid you all adieu.